0: Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level BizTech. Everybody. I am your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering from Tolaris, and you are on the Next Level BizTech Podcast. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined by a good friend of mine, Ben Robertson, president of Menedina. Ben,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you, Josh. Good to see you.
0: Now, um, before we kick things off, for anybody that's just tuning in, I want to remind people that this is part of a three-part series. So part one, you're going to hear from a Tolaris leader, Uh, which will be chad dixon our vp of marketing part two you're going to get to hear from one of our great suppliers in this segment vivial and then here we are part three with ben so ben um you know as we kick this off I, i always look for something entertaining and fun something that i can use against you later but i like to hear people's backstories about how the heck everybody got into this space so tell me a little bit about first of all your backstory Um, how you got into this, and then we'll go in a little bit so everybody knows uh, what Menadina is and then how they can track you down if need be.
1: Sure, yeah, so I was actually, uh, got started as a um, website designer. You know, this is the most recent iteration. I've had my LLC since 2006, and it's gone through a bunch of iterations, but the current version of the story started about, actually seven years ago, doing website design. And um, that, uh, I pivoted pretty quickly to marketing, to digital marketing, just because there's a strong relationship between the two. Um, And then that ended up pivoting to um, technology sales. So there were about three years in a row of just shifting the business model very rapidly. Um, And I started in technology sales uh, with, the master agency channel um, about three years ago.
0: Awesome. Now, uh, I I I want to get an understanding. You know, we talk about a lot of technology on this space. That I think anybody that's listening, current partners, potential partners, or, or anybody that just accidentally stumbled across this and was so gracious enough to hit like and subscribe. Well, we're talking a lot about you know the, these traditional technologies that I think a lot of our partners are used to, like cloud and contact center. And marketing out there is equally as important. Now, obviously, what good is the business if people can't find it? Uh, and, and you know, the landing page, the SEO, all this fun stuff that I know we're going to get into. But talk to me about Menadina. Um, what, you know, how do you how do you go to market? What is Menadina? What what is the plan for anybody that's out there listening?
1: Yeah. So actually, um, I study Tolaris quite a bit from a marketing standpoint, and I've actually um modeled my marketing communication strategy uh very it's very closely aligned with Toleris because i think you guys do a great job in marketing and i think you have a lot more resources than i do so I, I i like to piggyback off people who are getting it right and um but the the there's a little bit of a twist so you guys are built for you um, I'm designed for you, so you can <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you for the, the help with that. But the, but the, the, the other twist is that um, I really focus on customer experience. And from the beginning, when I started to transition and add on uh, technology solutions to marketing, I was looking for what is the strategic fit and how does it fit what we're currently doing and so for you as a technology guy, you're looking at marketing, you're like, yeah, they got a, you know, they got a call. And but for me as a marketing guy, because I was actually running my own agency um, before I, I got into the agency channel doing marketing, which meant I had you know, pretty big staff of subcontractors and employees and stuff that I was working with. Um, and so I looked at it as, OK, so I've been generating all these leads and phone calls with the marketing, you know, through advertising, Facebook, Google. What have you? Um, and now uh, I'm going to add phones, and how am I going to have this conversation with my customers about why you need to add phones? And so what i what I realized was that the the fit is customer experience. So in marketing, we talk about the customer journey, and we talk about going from awareness to consideration uh, to making a decision and then hopefully coming back and continuing to do business with that provider if everything fits and so i was like so where like i know i've mapped all this out to my digital marketing very clearly but how do i map it out and include telephones and internet and cybersecurity and really the stuff that makes up the agency channel primarily um and where I was trying to figure out, like, how does all this fit together? And basically what I figured out was that it it fits in primarily at the decision making And then at the repeat customer point. And what I mean by that is if I generate a lead and a customer spent, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks for that phone call. Right. What happens when they call in? and that's where the the call flow matters the dial plan matters the internet matters um and that was where i was like yeah this this really makes sense and once we started doing it we were able to improve the the gold standard for marketing is the conversion rate Mm -hmm. so you're like all right i bring them in now how many how much what's my roi like how many of these people actually become customers and what we found was by simply managing that customer experience on the phone side that we were able to dramatically increase conversion rates
0: I love it um I, I love the plan too of you know not just thinking through what can I go sell somebody today right what what can I do that's going to save them money this is such a bigger thing it's about the technology it's about how they're viewed in the market how they're perceived against their competitors how to deal with you know, all these these leads you know I love that it all comes together um, to the, to your point, right? CX, uh, it, all these things have converged. It used to be, we talked about unified communications here. We talked about contact center here, and it really has converged into this journey that you, you laid out as CX.
1: Well, and I think, I think that's the, the problem that you're, you know, you hit on, which is basically, we don't want to be perceived as transactional in our relationships with our customers. And if, and as salespeople, because ultimately I just love selling. So yeah, I'd give me something new and I'm all over. It. I'm like, yeah, how do I sell this? It's going to be fun. But then it's like, yeah, if you just show up that way and don't haven't figured out how, how it makes sense for the customer um, there's the risk that they'll be like, you're just trying to sell me something.
0: Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think in two minutes and they hear that, they hear how you go to market and what that pitch is. And then Adina, I think they understand that, Oh, this, this guy's planning this out a little different for me. Let me listen. Let me listen to what, how he might be able to help us. So good stuff there. So let's talk about a deal. Uh, we, we, we like to go into uh, an opportunity. So, you know, in, in an instance here, first of all, maybe you can help us set the stage for anybody listening. What is a marketing tool set that partners have at their disposal to sell encompass? Compass? And then and if you can lay that out and then maybe walk us through a customer that you worked with, the problems that they had, or, or you know, how you discovered those, and then the solution that you put in place and what was that customer experience like after?
1: Sure. So, um, now when you say encompass, you just mean sort of in whole as as a whole. Yeah. 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 So the, the types of solutions, you know, digital marketing is basically focused on web interactions. So you're going to be talking about, um, you know, at the very basic level and to give you a better like sense of, our biggest customers for digital marketing are um, home services, where so it's it, that's B two C, right? Where you're trying to reach out to a consumer and have them um, transact with you, right? So that it's it's local SEO is a really big piece of that. Um, And then we also actually do really well with um, e-commerce, where you're selling through websites um, on the web. And that's a little bit of a different kind of animal. But if you take the home services, where I think that um, this customer experience technology has a bigger impact, um, that I think it's a better example for agents in the channel that are primarily selling phones right now and internet and connectivity, networking. Um, we'll, you know, we'll start off with directory listings. So that's like name, address, and phone number, where you located when I am, when I'm like, my pipes just broke, how do I call this guy? Uh, I want to, how do I get rid of these mosquitoes? You know, my dog has ticks on it, whatever the, um, the pain point is for that customer when they go to the internet, let's make sure that you show up. The other really, really important piece of that for all of us that we know is you've got to have good reviews. So it's reviews management, making sure that you're uh, five star rated. How do you compare to your competitors? Um, you know, if you're not five star rated, you know what's the story? Who are the? Where do you get those ratings from that maybe aren't as good? Um, but making, you know, gen- generally speaking, we try to get customers up to the top rated for for their competitive set in their area. Um, because it's just so powerful when everybody's like, oh yeah, these are the guys with the most reviews, the top rated. We all tend to gravitate it towards the winners because we figure they've got something, they figured it out. Um, but And then the other piece of all that actually is also content. So there's gotta be some level of content generation to make sure that um, you're generating current, You know, Google loves to see relevant content coming out around your topic. It doesn't always have to be sell, sell, sell. It can just be DIY informational. Um, but some kind of content that's going to be helpful with, you know, obviously with keywords, uh, related to it. Um, you know, and then, and then there's also higher levels of SEO where you really, you know, in more competitive markets where you're just like, you know, we got to win on this set of keywords for this state or this region. Um, we can go quite deep into the SEO. Um, and then, but then, you know, for, Shorter term, just like convert, convert, convert. It's obviously Google Ads is the way to go. I mostly have been successful with that uh, with B2C. Um, we have had some success with that with B2B, where it's more, um, you know, a specific type of thing. But I, I generally focus on the B2C types of customers for that type of stuff. And then social is conversion targeted but it's more of a uh, public relations feel good type of thing and we've just seen amazing amazing things happen and and the big thing i think for a lot of people when they look at the customer journey it used to be like seven impressions and before people remember who you are i think that's gone to more like 10 and it's got to be everywhere you know from like yard signs to truck signs to Um, you know, billboards to press. And then when you get online, they say that by the time somebody shows up your website, they've two thirds of the decision has already been made. And it's through that awareness and consideration phase where they did all their homework, you know, reviews of the new word of mouth and they figured it all out. And when they show up, that's where it's like, okay, so I call you, how long does it take you to pick up the phone? What happens when you pick up the phone? Do I go to voicemail? Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't wanna be paying 60 bucks to send people to voicemail. Right? And um you know that's where all of that kind of comes into play. Uh, and that you know that's the the primary suite. We also do you know websites, videos, display ads. um but that that's pretty much it on the digital side
0: so so when you walk into and that's a good sum to of everything that that I don't think a lot of people are considering that. so when you when you walk into a customer, somebody that you have relationships with, right, you know part of the thing is that, When something amazing and something new comes out in our portfolio, our partners are trying to figure out, okay, what what customers do I have? Who do I have relationships with that could benefit from this or that I haven't talked to in a while that I might be able to approach with this? But I'm curious, out of the the customers that you've approached and offered some of those services to and sold some of those services to, are you finding that the customers know all the exact things that they need? Are they they coming to you and saying, hey, I need this and this? Do you have that? Or, Or are you really going through an education track of, hey, as part of the offerings and things that we have in our portfolio, this is in there. What are you currently doing for this? How does that conversation originate?
1: Well, so um, we work with Vivial, right? So that's, Mm -hmm. they're our primary marketing partner. Um, I was their number one partner in 2020 and 2021 nationally. Um, So it's been a really amazing relationship. I transferred my entire marketing portfolio over to Vivial you know, once I gained a comfort level a couple of years ago, I was like this, I'm all in, you know, it's a it's a great business model. So what I like about Vivial is that, that they have tremendous resources. And they have a depth of market view, because they handle so many accounts, they have like 90,000 customers. Um, mm-hmm. And the, oh, Google ads alone, they handle over 30,000 Google ads accounts. Mm-hmm. So their level of data it just so far outstrips anything a smaller agency can do, which is why I've decided to move my customers to them. And so when we when we go in, we go in with a lot of data and we just say, this is what we see working for customers like you in other markets, so that we you know we have sort of a best uh, practices playbook where we come in you know with strategy. That being said, um, we do have accounts where the relationship is not successful. Um, not in any kind of acrimonious way, but it's just basically like people get to a point and they're like, spending all this money and are not making any money. That's really mostly what you'll hear. And they'll be like, I gotta I gotta quit. And you guys did everything right, but it's just not working out financially. And um my observation after having done this uh you know on my own and now with vivial is that it really comes down to how committed is the customer to engaging with the marketing and so when you ask like do they know what they need um they might not know all of the like you know, I need Google Ads. I need Facebook. I need Twitter. I need Instagram. Like, I need SEO. They they'll have some general ideas about that stuff, but um, but what they really know, where we need their help, is they know their market. They know their customer, and so and and in order for it to work, it's it's got to be a 50 50 relationship, where they come to the table, you know, ready to roll up their sleeves, ready to really engage, because you know, marketing. Is, it's like it's it's I, I do think that the uh, military analogies are appropriate because you go in thinking you know with a certain battle plan and then you find out oh things change now I got to switch it up you know Google changed Facebook changed right like things are happening along the way my competition changed somebody's spending more money somebody's spending less money and so it requires constant adaptation and optimization and in order for that to work you know, the customer needs to be engaged. So it's either, you know, the owner can be a great person to be engaged because they usually have the most to lose or a marketing team where they've, um, you know, they've outsourced a certain component of that business to a, a team that supports them in, in doing the digital marketing. Really
0: good examples that, that helps a lot. And
1: I, I think, um, you know, you brought up a good
0: set of points there where, you know, ha- having them have to lean in is one thing, but having the data that you have to say, Listen, I know how to help you be successful in this. We just did it, and I—we I, saw a hundred other customers do it. Here's what they did that worked. Here's what they did that didn't work. If you want this, we can give you this for X. And just, I think having that confidence and that experience um, is is really part of what makes you successful in that. And because you know, there are there are plenty of customers that are on bleeding edge and willing to try something new that nobody's done. But everybody was happy to try what somebody else is doing that is working, that is successful to your point, that was reviewed uh, and that has all these results because clearly something is working. So great
1: stuff there. That's right. And the, and the, the, the weird thing about marketing, that's so different from a lot of other businesses is that when things are going well, the customer's coming in saying, how can I spend more money? Yeah. You know, and, and part of our job is basically to be like, don't spend more, more than you should to be successful because we want to keep that positive you know so our challenge becomes like all right so they want to spend more money because they want to make more money but can we do that profitably for them um that's at the top end at the bottom end there's another weird kind of thing that happens which is basically they'll be like yeah i'm not making enough money and sometimes and i've actually had this call a couple of times recently it's that they're not spending enough Mm. and it's like actually you need to spend more money to actually make this work and, but they're not at that place. And so it's finding that right fit where it's kind of like, are you ready to make an investment to really uh, do what it takes to be successful, given the competition in your space? You know, and people are not always um, as aware of their competition as they might be. That's,
0: that's what I was going to ask.
1: Uh, I, I make the assumption that they all
0: always are. You know, all your competitors around you, but I have to imagine if you at to, Single-threaded, one provider, one you know, one product. You're just focused on making that really, really great. And maybe there's people in the business that are keeping an eye on the competition. But to your point, I think you called it out. Uh, maybe we'd be surprised at how much awareness they don't have of their competition.
1: Well, the best, the best customers for marketing are people who understand that uh, in order to be in business, you got to take risks. And when you throw out money, sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose, but you're not going to cry about it. Yeah. And (laughs) and it's, you know, it's a hard lesson, but it's the guys who basically are like, you know, we lost that time around, but we learned something and now we're going to shift and we're going to change our strategy, maybe be a little bit more conservative, maybe not, but we're going to do something different and then go forward. That's where we find that the customers are really, really successful over time. Got it. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see here. So. Uh, we, we, we've gone
0: through some good examples. We've talked about foundationally what this te- technology is. Um, as we get towards the end here, maybe just one one final or two final thoughts. Um, first question is, uh, you know, I, I always want our partners, I, I want to enable our partners to have the stickiest relationship possible to their customers. So it's our job from a technology side to make sure that we're providing technology that can enable you to do that so that they are going whatever they're buying, whatever they need, they're recognizing that, that Ben can do that for them. And, and you know, the same for, for our other partners. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just curious on, as we wrap this, how do you feel that having an option like this in the portfolio, in addition to any of the other technologies, has, has changed, has improved your relationship with your customers and helped your business grow?
1: Well, I mean, first off, m- my top five customers, uh, mostly all have uh, some component of marketing. Um, so, you know, we sell uh, three lines of business. We do um, marketing, communications, technology and energy services. And I think that the the more we can cross sell, the stickier the relationship's going to be, um, and, and marketing is, is an important piece of that. Yeah, good point. OK, final
0: thoughts. I always try to drop a Miss Cleo reference here to see if anybody gets that as we look into the crystal ball. But if you could, if you could look at, you know, th- this technology is changing so much. The algorithms are always changing. I always hear that from a lot of people. Ah, oh, the algorithms change. I don't know what to do now. I need help. But if 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 Ben looks forward a little while, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, whatever. What do you see changing? What do you think people should stay aware of? What do you think people should look out for uh, in, in any of the things that we've talked about from a marketing perspective so far?
1: Well, I think the biggest challenge is, um, platform fatigue. So I think, you know, going all the way back to MySpace, um, but also AOL and Yahoo and some of these platforms that people were just like, oh, that's never going away. And they might not have gone away, but they're not what they were. Um, and I think that, um, you know, if you look at some of these companies where they have seen a slowdown in user growth or even negative user growth in some cases um there's risk there and so you know from my standpoint um we're building a business model on the success of those platforms so we're considered you know we consider them partners um and we want them to be successful and it's also you know I'm very aware of (laughs) of when, when people might be thinking, you know, they're less enamored of a certain type of uh, online activity than they might have been in the past. And so I think it's just a matter of being nimble and, you know, and kind of staying on top of those trends.
0: Yeah. Good points. You know, yeah, it's interesting seeing the, you know, paying, paying attention to what wall street thinks when the growth, the users, the, the daily active users isn't growing. Right. And, And, you know, you're at, multi-billions of users and Wall Street sees that just a tiny little blip for the first time in 94 quarters, it's gone down and the world is ending as far as, you know, the, the investors are concerned. So yeah, you bring up a great point. And we talk about this a lot when we talk about contact center and things like that, people have to communicate with their customers in the way that they want to be communicated with. And it's a great point. Watch out because it's changing what it is today might not be tomorrow. So awesome stuff. Great points.
1: Well, thank you, Josh. Yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed all of this and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk about it. Yeah, we, we love it. We appreciate the partnership. And uh,
0: my friend that wraps us up for today, Ben Robertson from Menadina. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. All right, everybody. That wraps up this week. I'm your host of Next Level BizTech, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Solaris. Until next time. Thanks, everybody.
1: Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.